Welcome to Rice is Rice, a podcast about the British East Asian experience on all things Asian and not. I'm Agina. I'm a cotton. <laughs> I'm a gem. And I have never eaten balot. Have you not? Have you not? No, I can't do it. I really? can't. Are you squeamish? It makes me really sad. Oh, it sad. sad. It's not even squeamish. It makes me feel so sad. Oh, I think it looks and great. And so guilty. And I see this like baby chick and I'm like, nope, 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 nope. I don't nope. feel sad in the slightest. I don't know why. I eat meat. Really? So why would I be sad Oops. about that? I've never tried it. I want to. Though. Because I feel like you've stopped the life at such a young age. Like you haven't even given it a chance to live. Do you, do you eat lamb? Very rarely. Okay, lamb's the same thing. I know, but I also feel guilty whenever I eat lamb. This is the thing. I have extreme guilt over eating meat. Extreme oh. guilt. Like, I did do the vegetarian thing for a little while. We have a friend that doesn't like eating baby animals. It just makes me sad. I feel bad. If I didn't if I, if I didn't um, love the taste of meat and, like, love food so much, I would go vegetarian easily. I find... I know, I love the cause of um, vegetarians when it's about... Um, saving the environment because I really do see the benefits of it um, and, and animal cruelty and the in the farming industries. I just cannot sacrifice <laughs> such a big part of my life, which is yeah. food. I Maybe that makes me a bad person, probably. Um, maybe there comes a point where I'm going to have to suck it up and just become a vegetarian yeah. because mm-hmm. their environment just really really needs it that point probably is now but i think i, as, as long I as think you reduce just... your meat intake yes that's, that's what we've part. been trying to do i, I mean, mean before since year, year seven fuck me since first year we've well i've stopped eating red meat and then second year when we got together you also kind of stopped. yeah i stopped eating red meat we only really eat it when we're in a restaurant when now we're bougie, it's fun. when we're being bougie see um, i'm so bad with red meat that's like beef is my favorite like i have i love so beef much. yeah i do yeah, love i beef. love it but we've cut it out we used to have meatless wednesdays but we kind of stopped due to just things going crazy and you know um mm. but i agree reducing meat is also a, a good step to take. It's very difficult for me to do at home. Filipino diets just are so meaty. Yeah, doing, yeah, it's so meat centric. Like, I don't think vegetarian is a thing there. So no, but I do think that that's something that's brought on by the mm. Americans because there are Filipino communities up north that are quite vegetable based. Um, but bullet surprised me. I think you're just quite a city girl. I don't think so. Because I eat, like, the street foods and stuff like that. I have no problem. Like, Just I like, not balut. Yeah, balut is just the only thing just because I can't... It's a baby chick. Like, I can't do it. I can't. It makes me so sad and feel so guilty. I love balut. I just think it's so... It it triggers so much nostalgia in my head. Of, like, you know, the, the people selling it, shouting down the street and you running out of the house like it's ice cream. What did Joe Coy say yesterday on his thing about balut? Oh, he said, like, Filipino food is so diverse and culturous. It looks so tasty. So why do we keep showing the world balut? Yeah, you should watch that special if you haven't. Anyway. Today, we're serving rice with representation on screen. On the big silver screen. So really, it's about 
the first times or or any times really that we felt ourselves really seen in TV or film or anything like that. Um, and this is your idea to speak about. What made you want to speak about this? Honestly, the first major time that I thought I saw myself very well represented slash very accurately portrayed on screen was The Farewell. Really? <laughs> Which was released Aww. like last year. Yeah. Because <laughs> that is like my experience to the T. Not like my grandma didn't have cancer and like, we kept it from her. But the whole like um, Billy as a character going back and just finding herself in a weird mid-Pacific like yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. angle and just the portrayal of Okafina's character is very me. Yeah. Um, I think one of the first thing instances though might have been uh, a cartoon, probably most likely. She's your cartoon. But there were were there any mm-hmm. like good Asian There's representation? One. There's one. Jake Long. Oh, the American Jake Dragon. Jake Long, American Dragon. On Did Disney. you watch oh, that? Oh, yes, I remember. That. I love that the show. American Dragon. I love that show. Dragon that was so up. good. Yeah. That's also Dante Vasco. Uh-huh. If for you who don't know. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Long. Which is significant because I was telling you guys earlier that the first time I really saw myself, uh, even like just a, a smidge of what I thought represented me on screen was Dante Vasco as Rufio in Hook. I watched that movie so many times because we didn't have cable or sky mm-hmm. or anything like that. And so we just had a few VHS DVDs that we just watch on repeat. VHS DVDs. VHS DVDs. VHS <laughs> and DVDs to entertain ourselves. And Hook was one of it. And I didn't even know he was Filipino at the time. I just knew that he was brown and he looked like the Your boys in my cousins. family, you know? Mm. Um, and I thought I couldn't pinpoint what it was that made him feel special. But I guess it's that looking back. Dante Basco's really making strides. Oh, Jackie Chan Adventures, actually, also the cartoon. that He's also about being Asian Chinese people yeah mm. what about you <laughs> I'm gonna say really stupid memories. one earlier when I was saying to you guys like, I don't think I can remember what mine was but then all of a sudden I just had this like oh yeah I remember um <laughs> it was like Gabriella in High School Musical oh yeah what? because like she was the first like leading Filipino oh, woman really? like yeah, even though she was half Filipino she was Filipino, but she Filipino in in the film and they, they never stated whether she was or she wasn't she was just I like I think she was supposed to be Latina oh uh, yeah Gabriela Montez and her parents were like Latina I only ever showed her mom, but her mom could also be probably like a smidge Filipino if if like she looked something else who played her mom? Um, I don't know, but I agree. I felt such immense pride yeah. about Gabriella because she was like the because leading we knew woman. She was Filipino, yeah. And I was like, mm-hmm. it's usually the the leading woman in any TV show, whether it be like a kids show or an adult show, is is always a white woman and blonde. And I always felt like I was like never gonna be as attractive or beautiful as that woman. And then I see Vanessa Hudgens being the lead here, and she was like the girl that he, the main guy liked and. And it just felt very special for me. And also, the first time I watched High School Musical was when I was in Philippines. I think I was on holiday. And it hadn't come out in England yet. So I didn't even know at that time that it was going to be anything big. I thought it was something that's probably just going to be released in, like, Asia or and, like, America. Mm-hmm. And then when it hit England, it got so popular. Then I started feeling, like, even more pride and happiness that this woman who 
is even though it isn't full Filipino, I still feel somewhat represented. And also her character in it, because like I wasn't like a popular girl in school or anything. I was very into my academics. I did very like well in school. So she was also that character that did very well in school. Um and I was like, Oh, I feel like me and her are but the she same. Wanted to sing. But she wanted to sing and I also <laughs> sang. So I was like, I feel like I'm you and I've always wanted to be in a musical. Like, I just I felt so like she is me and I am her um, and that I think that's why yeah. like High School Musical has just always like stayed like such a close place in my heart uh, and I was just yeah, so obsessed with obsessed. it so that. obsessed with it I like watched those videos so so many times and I'd have like posters of them up on my wall I memorized all the lyrics um, and even the most recent High School Musical series because um, I've got Disney Plus and then my friend suggested it to me she was like you should watch it and I was like oh I don't want it to ruin like my image of High School Musical um, because it's so it's just so perfect in my memory and she said no 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 watch it like it, it, I know it's like a kids show but it's still quite good so I was like ah let's give it a try we're in lockdown I have nothing else to do and I actually really liked it there because the leading character um, again in this TV series is also Filipino she's half Filipino yeah. and there are scenes when but she talks about, about it, yeah right? they talk yeah. about the Philippines and um, her Lola there is like oh you know I moved to the States at this age and blah 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 and I felt like I really wish I'd had a show like that um, back when I was a kid because like to be Definitely. able to see even like not just like someone who looks like me but our history a little bit being addressed um is so I think would have been so important for me at that age but yeah so I think High School Musical was probably my first my first bit of like ah oh, I feel represented what, if you, can you guys imagine what you'd be like now if you were represented in the media if we weren't if you were if it was if you um, were to the extent that kids are now I'd I mean probably, it's still not good but I'd probably be like how I am now but at earlier stage mm-hmm. like more proud to be Asian because I didn't really um, consider Asian-ness until like secondary school when I found out about Wong Fu because YouTube yeah. mm. was a lot of the fact of representation because like TV shows and films weren't going to give us shit so yeah. we had to turn to we made it ourselves through the rise of yeah. YouTube yeah and other YouTubers and YouTube OGs so many of them were Asian especially Asian American that really helped yeah um but I think I would just be—I would have just been that, but just at an earlier stage, to be honest. It would have been a lot better for me, probably, to explore my own heritage. But I was about to say, did you guys see anything in um, Brenda's song? Because she's she was on TV for years. Yeah, yeah. I um, really—I don't know, actually. Not a huge amount because I think with her character in um, the Sweet Life, she was this rich asian girl and like i was not rich and everything that she had she was very like she was very spoiled and she had everything she wanted and she was also super like they played her up to be this, a super dumb character and i didn't feel like i other than the fact she was asian i didn't feel like i could relate to her in any other way um, i really appreciated her presence in that yeah. show that i remember really feeling like omg she's asian and she's not like being asian is not like her whole thing in the show she's just Mm. there i did have some kind of appreciation for that even if i didn't know how to put it into words or why i appreciated it but just her presence was quite good um i think i would have been more self-assured in the things that i was trying to be Uh, even Mm -hmm. if we take as a small example having crushes on white guys as a teenager Mm -hmm. you could never feel like 
they would actually date like you, you back. or yeah. like you back yeah. because you're like boys yeah. like that don't like girls that look girls like, like me. me so you'd yeah. never be like same but like the the other way yeah, right yeah so you'd yeah. never be able to actually shoot your shot even if you were brave enough to because you're like mm-hmm. you can't fathom that it could be a f- possibility until you started seeing it in media afterwards i don't think i've seen it in media still for yeah me. for asian men for asian men it's terrible still yeah yeah i think the first asian male Teen thing was like uh, Harry Shum Jr. in Glee, and especially because oh, you're the mm-hmm. dancer, I think uh, that really oh, yeah, connected, that would connected with me. Um, but I mean, he was like six feet tall, really hot as well. But that—that's <laughs> how I see myself outside. <laughs> that's like my presence. I feel like I give like a six foot tall Harry Shum Jr. Harry Shum Jr. vibe. Um, but he really helped. I think because, um, I mean, he was like I think. He helped, but he also kind of hindered because the fact that Mike Chang was basically a background character for most of Glee, mm. minor like one episode, it kind of put into perspective like, oh, I guess I am just a background character in my own yeah. school and whatever. But in terms of like seeing yourself in relationships, I could definitely out myself and and say that like I really internalized the fact that like white people dating white people is the norm and that's how it should be because do you guys remember that disney you know i thought that when i was younger probably internalized because you remember that cinderella film that was like an asian man and a black girl who was it It was a disney film um yeah it was she was a really famous i think so but there was a film it was cinderella essentially with a black woman as cinderella and an asian man as prince charming is a filipino man but i looked at that and i felt like there's something really wrong here and i don't like this film and i think Mm. yeah i didn't like this film because i couldn't it wasn't part of my norm that i was always seeing so it felt strange to see oh that's like famously though um romeo must die which was like a a jet lee film from the 90s him and alia was in it and then they shot two endings. Um, one ending when um, he saved Leah at the end and then they kiss. But they showed test audiences that. Test audiences were like, ew, gross. So at the ending of the film, when he saved her and everything, they just hugged. Yeah. That was it. That's weird. Yeah. Because right? people didn't like the idea of them they kissing. They didn't want to see a, yeah, a black girl and yeah. an Asian guy kissing. Yeah. I think that's the thing. Like that, That's probably my biggest takeaway. That if, if I'd had more representation as a kid, I think I would have been the same as you, Kina. Like... I, I definitely grew up thinking that I wasn't I wasn't ever going to be as attractive as like a white woman because even like all the Disney princesses mm-hmm. at the time most of them were white um, there was like Mulan and Pocahontas but it they just I don't think they were ever really oh, yeah, portrayed and oh yeah and Jasmine but I don't think they were ever their stories were never as like height I think Cinderella and um, Sleeping Beauty were the two that were almost like these are the ideal princess at these least are the for princesses, me they're the princesses. ones that, they are the princesses uh, and both of them are blonde and white so I kind of grew up with that standard of beauty thinking like that is what is beautiful that's what guys are always going to think is beautiful so. I think that even still now has impacted me and it's still something I'm trying to work on trying to like get rid of um, in my mindset. But yeah, so I think that's probably the biggest thing if if representation was there. It really does matter because it really kind of like, you know, it's terrible, but it really verifies that kids 
that it's okay to be themselves. Yeah, which is awful that we have to have that as like a standard mm. that hasn't even happened yet. Like, how can these producers and execs that are creating these um, films and TV shows not realize that it's an important thing to allow human beings to feel validated. Um, mm -hmm. And it's an argument that I'm having now with the people that I work with working in the creative industries. And it's so infuriating, simply like the apathy or indifference of, of white people who are the gatekeepers. They don't understand what it means to be represented. Mm -hmm. Because I was yeah. talking to um, uh, my boss, uh, a white man um, for the last job I was working for and I told him it's really difficult to walk into rooms and industries when you know that there's no one successful that looks like you working within those rooms and industries and it's difficult mm -hmm. to tell yourself you belong there and he compared it to being a white man from the north and going down south and walking into rooms where he didn't feel like he belonged and it's it's really not the same thing oh god that's not the same thing <laughs> that's um, quite a really insensitive way of of trying to relate that's like I, i'd find but that very like the, the difficult thing is people are well-intentioned when they say and they think they're like trying yeah. to relate to you and it's a micro it's a micro invalidation but they don't realize it realize it yeah which is why it's so hard to have these conversations how do you make people who haven't been represented in media know what it feels like because they see themselves everywhere when they like open a magazine well, or look at tv try to take away their representation they get really mad right like, because cast... was it ariel black ariel that most recently oh happened? my gosh yeah loads of people. it's when michael like michael b jordan was cast as the human torch in the late the terrible fantastic four film and then those of people were like excuse me how can he be black if all his sister is white and blah mm -hmm. blah blah blah, yeah. blah and like johnny storm is not black he is white and like if you cast anyone as especially as a source material if you cast them as a actor of color they're just like up in arms it's like and they say it's reverse racism it's reverse racism like it's but like, that's it the thing that argument really angers me because there's plenty of um stories that have kind of been um, taken by Hollywood and they've just put in white actors when the original story has been Absolutely. people of colour and how comes that's okay how comes it's okay to whitewash our culture but if we wanted to uh, improve representation and maybe take a typically um, or historically white well when I say historically I mean something mm -hmm. like Little Mermaid who's portrayed as being white then putting in a, a person of colour as them like why is that an issue when you've literally taken our own history and uh, it just angers me they always do um especially for like the fantasy ones they're always like well little mermaid was written by hans christian anderson who is from like denmark or whatever and there's not a lot of black people in denmark it's like this is a story about mermaids yeah. it's a mermaid it's and not if, real and people who can swim and live underwater and you're worried about them being black <laughs> and then some guy scientifically broke it down but like well actually if they lived underwater they wouldn't have medlin and like dude shut the fuck up yeah it's crazy how much people about? argue about it but it's because people deep down deep 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 down feel that white is the norm it's the it's the foundation to which everything should go from just whiteness and even if they don't think they think that we know they do because 
of all this yeah. the fact that they get so angry it's like if there's no need for a character of color then why would you put one in mm-hmm. like same with um women in films as well which is really terrible have you guys seen um that new netflix show the um never have i ever yes i have watched all of it and i think it's one of the greatest like teen shows or recent years i really like i watch some of it and it's the the parts i did Mm. watch is very good but i just i'm not very engaged with like teen teen shows i really loved it i wrote a whole thing about on my instagram at the beginning the first few episodes i wasn't a huge fan the only reason why like i i kept watching it was because that there was it is such an amazingly well represented show in terms of like the main three girls are like one's black one's east asian one's south asian and you just don't i've never seen that ever Mm -hmm. the three main leads being people of color um and then the leading guy is asian as well so i thought i wanted to support something like this and i couldn't at the beginning i didn't i didn't really find it very funny and i found it kind of i don't know it just it didn't click with me but then as i kept watching it more i started liking and appreciating it more um and i think a show like that is so i'm i'm so thankful it's come out now and that kids are gonna be growing up kids in this generation are gonna be growing up seeing those kind of shows out it's it's just so wonderfully like represented it made me so happy it it is amazing and i do get emotional when i see things like this coming out and it does make me wish that i am young now to mm-hmm. have this kind of shape who i am yeah. so many more doors are open to you and when you see different people that look like you appearing you feel just more capable yeah could you see yourself mm-hmm. more in the world and you're like oh i can just do whatever you know? you know what even the scripting of that show kind of showing um the main character growing up it like stuck between the cultures of like her indian culture and then the american culture even that like that plot itself was just so it really resonated and i with me and i think it will definitely resonate with a lot of people who are who go through the same thing for sure what i really liked in her from the bits that i did see is that she was not a good person <laughs> like she was yeah really she, she pissed me off yeah She's she was so character. selfish but that's so why like it, it makes people feel okay to be a bad person sometimes and, and become a better person like yeah. we don't have to be these especially for the women for asian women to be like mm-hmm perfect and quiet and good and i think it's pretty accurate in terms of like your teenage years i think a lot of teenagers go through that where they think every every problem of theirs is like the biggest problem in the world and everyone should care about it and they didn't try to like sugarcoat it and portray life and teenagehood as being all perfect and like oh ha 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 like it's everything's lighthearted or whatever it was um yeah it was it was a good show are there any other shows recently that you wish that you would have had uh, growing up, fresh off the boat, of course, yeah. I think that's very like people complain that it's just like too general, but like it's one show. It's mm-hmm. not going to cover. It's not going to cover. It's 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 a sitcom. It's just like your standard sitcom. It's just imagine sitcom situations within Asian pro- households and problems. Kim's Convenience as well. Oh yeah, Kim's, Kim's Convenience, convenience yeah, is yeah, yeah. really Kim's good. Is really good. Like they're not like high pieces of art. Just these like everyday shows that just happen to start Asian families. It's just such it's just such a comforting thing, you know? It's just like nice to put on the thing that's what kinda of what's important is like more of the little things in the representation, like having maybe I don't know, like a East Asian family on East Enders. Like I don't watch East Enders because I think that show's full of shit. But um I think that would help representation a lot. 
you know? Yeah, I don't watch any British soaps. Do they have any Asians in them? They have no, some they a, like minor characters. There are a few South Asian families. There's not even there's not even a main Asian character in like Doctors, which is a soap which's going on for years about doctors. There's no Filipino there's no Filipino characters in a show called Doctors. Like even just as minor characters all the time. Like what the fuck? What was it? How can how can society push on this doctor stereotype of us and then not cast us in doctor shows? Like ER and stuff. Do you guys want to quickly rattle off some negative representations of Asians that you've seen? Because I just thought of one. I'm just gonna start off. I love this show. I think the writing's excellent, the acting's amazing. But what the fuck? was that second episode of the first series of Sherlock, which Gemma Chan was in, about, like, the Chinese um, circus. Basically, I, I, yeah. I'll say a thing. Basically, um, there's been, like, a series of murders, obviously, and Scott and the Ark are like, okay, we need Sherlock. And Sherlock's like, how does this guy kill himself? This one was suicide. He shot with his left hand, and he's right-handed or whatever. I don't know, or something like that. And then he was like, he looked out the window, and then he found out this guy, like, does trading in Hong Kong, and then he was like, oh, the only way someone must have killed him if they, they climbed up this building and then got back out again through the window. I'm like, oh, I think I know where this is going. And then near the end of the episode, like, there's a Chinese circus in town. Let's go watch it, John, like Watson. And then the whole villain thing is like Chinese circus acrobats who can climb up impossibly high windows and go through small openings. And Gemma Chan was in it. She was like... um. She was like a museum of Chinese artifacts curator person and her brother was involved somehow and she was like deciphering some old Chinese writing and it was just like, what the fuck is this shit, man? It's 2009, come on. What about you, Jem? I can't remember anything specific, but it's usually for me, I notice things on like, um, in like comedies, mm -hmm. like I think they really play into the stere like Asian <laughs> stereotypes there. Um, that because usually most comedies in America are, you know, the main leads are white people, and the jokes are always made about minorities, mm -hmm. and they play into every stereotype. So I remember, like, I can't remember a specific movie, but I remember most movies like that always have some joke about Asians. Um, that would make me feel uncomfortable as a kid, but at the same time, like, I'd like the whole the movie as a whole, so I'd kind of brush it off. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I'd be so kind of used to it because they do it so much that it's just like oh it's just it's just whatever um but it doesn't make me feel particularly good yeah you definitely get desensitized to things like that um growing up but that just makes it makes good representation feel that much better what I want to see is something fucking on British TV because British TV isn't very good British TV yeah yeah is that terrible. is there's it's such a huge lack of it. There's nothing. And there, I feel like they're so much less willing to yeah. go yeah, into it. People don't care in this industry. I've seen so they think, many people I think they have the care. mindset that they think like, oh, well, Hollywood's doing it already. Like, we can leave it to that. I think, there's there's no, like, I think they just don't recognize that there's a Asian audience yeah. that <laughs> that want to see this. They don't care about the Asian audiences that want to see this. Pretty much. Because they don't Well, that's what I it. want. So... BBC, get on it. BBC, Channel 4, ITV. All of get them. On it. British TV in general, get on it. What are you doing? I think they're slowly getting there. I don't. Um, at least no I know with movement. BBC. I think I think they are. Not in terms of TV, but in terms of like podcasts and stuff. 
South yeah. Asian is strong, but they're improving in comparison. It's very as a very extremely slow process, but I think they're making moves. Um, I, I mean, I can only speak for BBC because I only really consume BBC stuff now. Um, I think, yeah, I think I, I agree. I think that's definitely something that the, the British media needs to improve on. Um, but it's the likes of people maybe like us, like starting our own podcast and like other like British Asian creatives to, to kind of like bring that to light and then kind of like give British media slap BBC in the face South. to remind them. If BBC Sounds wants to take this podcast, they're absolutely welcome. I think you should BBC Sounds because your lack of East Asian reputation is, is, is actually very, very offensive. So, you know, you should just we get an East Asian podcast we can start saying catalog. welcome to Rice is Rice brought to you by BBC Sounds <laughs> yeah, <but then> <laughs> doesn't that sound good we had a, yeah, nice ring to it but okay um, Gem where can they find us so you guys can find us on Instagram at Rice is Rice pod um, on Twitter at Rice is Rice underscore pod on YouTube at Rice is Rice and every Wednesday on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and every other podcasting site you may listen to don't forget to follow us on our individual shit and don't forget to get some rice in your life bye okay bye au revoir